0: Welcome to the Ramon Foster show brought to you by the Get Go Cafe and Market, where they are open 24-7 serving hot fresh food. Happy Tuesday, Moan.
1: Happy Tuesday. Well, happy Pittsburgh Tuesday here in Nashville again. You know, That's gray, it's rainy, a little cold. I don't know what's happening. I, I really don't. <laughs> you know, there's
0: worse things that could happen to a city.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah, yo, well, yeah, yeah. Let's not get into that. But you're right. Happy Tuesday it is. Then let me reframe my main uh my, my, my thought pattern here. It's a good Tuesday because you're sipping and we're talking. There we go.
0: It is. The only thing that's missing on this Tuesday is a Mike Tomlin press conference. So we'll have those, I guess, soon enough, right? Oh, I love those. Tomlin Tuesdays. And if you're part of the Steelers world on a regular basis, you can find something to associate every day of the week with, you know, Uh, for us in the media world, there's Uh, Wednesday was Ben's day because that was the day that Ben would talk. (laughs) Thursday was called the coordinator Coordinator Thursday because we got both of the coordinators. Uh, And and just go right on down the line here. Uh, We reporters are probably not the only ones who have our worlds focused on football. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. It's hard to describe to people who aren't familiar with the numbers and the data, the degree to which football is king. Mm-hmm. In the United States of America, part of the way you can do that is through cold, hard cash. The mm-hmm. NFL just makes way more than everybody else. Moan,
1: why? 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 Um, I've had this conversation with, of course, my international team, Alejandro Villanueva uh he he always be of the mindset man football is gonna crash it's gonna crash and I think there was a stretch in which of course there was a lot going on inside and outside of the game on and off the football field in which you thought there was a lot of people moving away but the people who appear like myself said no they'll be back that's what the owners think because why It's it's our thing and Uh, Of course, the conversation about the oversaturation of what football is given to the fan base. What has it turned into now? 24-hour coverage, pretty much, of football. It used to be downtime. I remember when I first got into the league, it wasn't necessarily, we weren't talking about the offseason the way we were in 09. And now we're talking about the offseason as soon as the Super Bowl ends. The production of it is high. And so to get back to the question so we can discuss a little bit more, why is the NFL this way? Well, it's because it's ours. And what do you mean by what do you mean by that? What, what do you, it's an American sport. When you mention okay. football, of course, you think of the the world sport of soccer. Sure. But when you address it as American football, it's our thing. It's what most of the majority of the population has done in some sense. To where it's American, and and you know that. Look, either you're going to play it as a child somewhat, or you're going to play it in high school, and it lives on from everybody that I've ever known in the game. It's, it's very few guys that have played the game of football that either still don't consume it or have somebody that they're teaching to do the exact same things that they did, even all the way down to guys that I know having their kids or their girls or daughters play flag football, too. Because why? It's something that gets you going. It's something that's entertaining. And it's our thing, meaning an American sport. And I think if for anything, that's the one sport in which not many can duplicate. So, in order to consume it, whether it be in Ireland, whether it be in Germany, whether it be in Canada, they have the Canadian League. Whether it be in Mexico, you come here to actually absorb it. I think it's the same way. Well, I, I think on the other side, when basketball is international, the, uh, China, China has a league that that thrives oh, sure. on it all. Oh, sure. You can say, you seriously. Can, you, you know, you can
0: say something about uh, basketball, hockey. Uh, baseball, yep, which is way more international than people think. way more at, at first thought because of because of the preponderance of it in, in the Far East and in Latin America, of course. But when you're talking about American football, you're still talking about the United States yes and to a lesser extent Canada. Now Canada has a rich history yes, with, with, with our with our football uh, of their own mm-hmm. um, with the, with the, the Grey Cup going back more than a century. When I think, Moan, of why football is king, uh, you said, and I'm going to quote you directly just now, you said the production. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I know what you meant, but before you acknowledge it, okay, uh, the production to me, I'm a little bit older than you, goes back to my childhood and NFL films and John Facenda and The Frozen Tundra and everything else. Football has done the most beautiful job and continues to do the most beautiful job of Mm -hmm. making itself larger than life. Mm -hmm. We continue to see that with the NFL Films crew, which I'm sure was a pain in the rear end for you guys when you were on the field and these little dudes running around with the cameras and the mic. But they make the sport accessible and visible and larger than life
1: to everybody. Do you know what I'm saying? No, that's exactly what it is. And that's why I said the production of like football is a sport that I tell anybody is whatever you say you're going to do, you better go do it because if you're the baddest man walking the planet, well, guess what? Go put on your pass and let's see. And, and that's, it's the human aspect of it also to where it it engages you so much Mm. to where the ups Mm. and downs, where it's like life almost in a sense. And then I tell anybody like football is a season, the same way spring breaks, the same way winter hits, the same way the fall. When August hits and camps are going on, not just in high school, but middle school, my kids are now doing spring practice in middle school ball. I, in the 90s, never had that effect, okay? But that's how much the game has grown to where you better consume it. You better be very just, you better flourish at every level in it because if you don't, you get sniffed out. And I think that's the way people view life. And it also puts you in a sense of the dangerousness of it, okay? Like, As much as we want to be very PC about how we look at life, football is that one thing I think we all excuse because it it goes into you you want to see the hits, you want to see the crazy things that happen on the field and be all in the same sense, like if you really apply yourself to a certain degree, you can achieve some of those same things as far as touchdowns, as far as being a quarterback, as far as being a D, you can find your way in football. Football
0: perseveres. Yeah. Uh, I know that one of the least popular stances I've ever taken as a columnist was around the time of the anthem flap. Yep. And you heard. I mean, in particular, I'm not going to get into anything political on this show, but you heard in particular from one side of the political spectrum, that's it, man. We're done with football. That's it. The NFL is, look at the ratings dropping. uh, Okay, the ratings never dropped. They never did. They never did. Okay. (laughs) They didn't come close to dropping. With the the Ray Rice incident. Yeah. A lot of that was directed at Goodell, but some of it was just at football in general. Mm -hmm. And nothing came of it. Nothing. Okay. Nothing came of it from this from the popularity. Not long standpoint. term
1: is what you're saying. Not long term. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, there wasn't a ratings drop. There wasn't a popularity drop. Uh, CTE and concussions, mm-hmm. scary stuff. Okay, we're worried about it. But I remember I was conducting a concussion symposium yeah. here in Pittsburgh. And Merrill Hodge was one of the panelists. Mm-hmm. And when I turned to Merrill on this stage and and brought up football being in trouble. Oh, man, you'd think I was a Denver Bronco in a playoff game. He was going to steamroll me. Okay, he was like he got literally angry about it. Mm -hmm. You don't understand. Football is going to persist. We will continue playing football, including at the youth level in this country.
1: It's part of who we are. And to that point, as much as I know about the game, my kids are still out playing football. How about that? How about that and other sports and other and sports that. too and we can get into that later but yeah in other sports too.
0: when we come back what's tyran matthew actually worth Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Photographic evidence today of Tyrann Matthew walking into the Superdome security entrance. Now, this is, you want to talk about modern. Football news and so forth, you can't get away with anything anymore. There's no surprise visits. No,
1: what is this? The SEC with the way they coach, uh the way they track coaches with new hires and <laughs> getting plane to uh, plane numbers and like flight trackers. Flight yeah, trackers, flight trackers, flight trackers. Yeah, what, what, what a little independent
0: doing? flight that makes its way from Knoxville to Morgantown, <laughs> and you're going, hang on a second. Yeah. Hang on a second.
1: Is this this the new NFL?
0: What kind of plane flies from Knoxville to Morgantown? This must be. I've seen that. It's great.
1: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt.
0: So Tyran Matthew is still out there. Mm-hmm. Tyran Matthew is still a very, very good football player. Mm-hmm. What's he worth? If you're the Steelers, regardless of getting into, you know, he can fit or strong safety, yeah. free safety, whatever else here. What's he worth to the Steelers? Is he worth an overpay, Moan? Is he like your impact guy that you add to the defense? And if so, why is not he signed yet?
1: Well, you know, though, Credo, is uh, what? You know, you're worth what the market pays you. You know, that's usually how it goes. And I'll say this, too, about Tyron. If it is true that he was reported, photographic evidence that he was in New Orleans, well, I know this. If Pittsburgh wants him, well, the price just went up because now they got two teams are bidding against (laughs) That's how it works. And and, and negotiations is, man, look, the team is going to send you an offer. Well, because of that, if another team is also interested in you, well, now we got a bidding competition. And truth be told, that's you. So let's go back to the early parts of free agency. That's what Chooks went through a core for. People were kind of, you know, upset about his price. Oh, that's too much. No, 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 no. That's what the market suggests, because even I knew that he had two other teams bidding on him. Pittsburgh felt that they wanted to keep himself to Tyron Matthew is this when it comes down to what his value is. I'll say this, too. I don't know what the starting number is for a guy that's about to go into his 10th year. But with that being said, um, he is always available. He's always a guy that's going to make a play around the ball. He even his college film was probably one of the most insane just tapes I've ever seen from a guy playing a position of safety. He is a ball hawk. He knows how to tackle. He will tackle. And also, uh, just looking at, you know, pro football uh, reference as far as his availability, this guy's a guy that completes the season. Uh, there's one year in which he was below the line as far as uh, his availability. And that was mm-hmm. 2014, by playing 49% of the snaps. I think A he long ended up time ago. long time ago. Even last year. the last five years, he's played over 5,000 reps. And he's been there over 90% of the time. He's going to be there for you so you can count on that. His history says that's true. But like I said, the other side is the devaluation of safeties in the NFL is almost correlated to what running backs are for the most crazy unless you find a special one. And I think. Of course, Honey Badger is a special guy. I think Minka's a very special guy. I think Jamie Collins, what's the the Collins from uh with the Washington Commanders, he recently just got cut. Very special guy and and, and then you have Seattle's uh safety, uh Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams yeah. very he, special he's guy. more of
0: a throwback. Yeah, is, I, I guess the 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 worst uh, terminology you can ever use with a former union playoff uh, player rep. <laughs> Is overpay because I say you're gonna go oh no such <sighs> thing overpay and you did right away like you know, there's no such thing. Well, he's worth whatever he's worth. Yeah, but sometimes to win an open market competition mm-hmm. like this, you do have to have an overpay and you do have to get creative in how you structure. You know, you can front load, you can have yeah. money, guaranteed money and everything else, and that's what I'm wondering here is. Tyran Matthew, that guy where you would just say, you know what? Heck with it. OK, this guy makes us so much better.
1: Yeah. And the other part of it, though, is, who is, is, is the front office going to be realistic in their level of being able to compete, too. Like, do you sell out for a guy and let's say overpay for what the market suggests for Tyron mm-hmm. Matthew if your team really doesn't stand a chance to go the distance? You know, and I, I think sometimes front offices know that DK. In, in oh, your, no,
0: not the people you on, worked for. No, come on. on, let's let's be real here. DK. I mean, these guys—they they go into every season thinking they can win it.
1: Uh, but hey, look. Of course, at a price you will. Okay, and <laughs> a price you will. And Pittsburgh's always done that, but this is new air for Pittsburgh right now. No Ben. Okay, three guys battling it out. At quarterback, which we all think this, that is the most important position on the team, and especially for Western PA right now. What, what, What is that position going to look like? So if you really think Mr. Biscuit or Dwayne Haskins or uh, Mason Rudolph is your guy, do you sell out and pay for a guy like Tyron Matthew if you are not in the race? You know, yeah. right? let's be real about it.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And also, there, it does have to be remembered that with salary cap space, for as much as the Steelers have been blessed with yeah. this offseason, uh, it's not infinite. No. It's,
1: it's it's not infinite. Unless you're the Rams. Oh, yeah. and say screw the draft picks. <laughs> or, but on the other end of that, we see what um, the Saints are just recently getting through when it comes to paying guys and trying to stay under the cap. And eventually, those bills do come due.
0: They do. When we come back, a fun Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, and it's time for the Hey, Moan segment. Today's comes from Paul Nickel, who says, Hey, Moan, we all know that all work and no play makes a workplace dull. Can you tell some stories of a time in your playing career that there were jokes, pranks, shenanigans that happened between teammates? Also, was there anything like uh, a kangaroo court in the locker room?
1: Let's let's get this out the way. The old line has to find happiness somewhere at all times. Okay, we're... (laughs) (laughs) The most, and I'm going to say this in jest, but the most crap-thrown group, we go to the (laughs) – we're the biggest guys that's got to go to the furthest part of the field with the hardest workers out there. Easily. only one group that has five guys having to do the exact same thing on every play. So we gotta find happiness somewhere. And by the way, we don't have a stat line other than that guy sucks because he gave up a set. That's it. Like, oh.
0: GP the, the media guide it's GP games played. Games There's no played.
1: Other stat. That's all we got, man, unless it's also Fumble Recovery, in which we probably gave up the sack, okay? Right, right.
0: You don't even get an F- FR for it. No.
1: <laughs> we don't even get that. So are there are jokes to be played. The, the best part of the year is uh, Secret secret Santa. and it, the, the amount of stuff that we would get from the store Spencer's. Okay. And the gift story. Yeah. The gifts. And, and we, it got, it got so bad one year with what we were buying each other, like Willie Cologne would get foot spray and just new socks and, and, and new underwear, you know, or you give them a gift card. Like it was that type of stuff to where it was just like, all right, we got it. We got to flip the script on this because it's almost disrespectful of how we think of each other and some of the nastiness, um, but it was necessary to foot spray. Oh my God. Okay. And, <laughs> Of course, some of the stuff that, that that I want to divulge to you guys is really not PC and how it goes. But let's just say this. <laughs> um, visits to the uh, the store on McKnight, the uh, adult store, okay. was very, very frequent. I'll just give one in general. And I, I never even <laughs> used it because I couldn't figure <laughs> it <couldn't> out. <trust laughs> but buying each other like, uh, and of course, with the married guy, sex swings and stuff like this. Like, what are we doing here with this, man? This is the you PG know,
0: version of the Ramon and, Foster and, and, show. So we're tiptoeing here. I'm
1: like, and there was Guy Wimper that bought that. I'm like, Guy, what are we doing here, man? Like, why would you buy that? It's just like, dude, I just thought it'd be great for your marriage. I'm like, will you stop buying these <laughs> stuff? <laughs> you know? And, and of course, Guy had kids. I had kids. Guy's are married But that's just the type of stuff you do. And it, it just it got far. But then I was actually showing a video to somebody this morning on how we got Alejandro because Al is a very versed culture person. There's no topic that's off-topic off to him, okay? There's no conversation that's off-topic to him. So just – Having to bring him into our culture, one, to have him spend money. Al didn't want to buy anything. We had to make it a minimum <laughs> for Secret Santa just because he would just go out tried. and buy
0: something. Al yeah, was the salary floor.
1: <laughs> yes, he was. And, and, and in general, uh, I think he had Doug legurski one year. and he, he ended up buying Doug a canoe. Oh, what? He only wanted to buy one gift. And the canoe was it. And it sat in the back room for like months and months and months because Doug's looking at him like, why would you buy me a canoe when I don't have the vehicle to get it home right now? Or after practice, you expect me to strap this down on top of my truck to take it to the house? Like, no. So those were the things that we would get. And it's man, it's a lot of fun that goes into it. And of course, we're habitual line steppers and how we go about it. But and, and of course, what was the the kangaroo uh, system? Mm-hmm. So we we did have a fine system. You sure.
0: had a fine system. Who, who was mean, the, who was the authority what, in that?
1: A charity system. I don't oh. I don't want to get anybody in allegation. Like but um, I was the chairman of it. Why? Because why? The older guys trusted me with the money, and they. <laughs> could- <laughs> for. you can't trust the union
0: rep to hold on to your cash, who can you
1: trust? And nobody wanted to be the guy to go ask for the money by the end of the week. Hey man, where's your bread at? We need that because if I don't get it Friday, it's going to be doubled on Saturday morning. So bring the money in. So we have those little types of things to where, uh, farting in the room. Can't do that. Like, nah. uh, keeping the fridge stock with drinks. Why? Because we got to stay hydrated And, um, what was the fine fridge? for
0: cutting? What was the fine for cutting the cheese in the room? 50 bucks. Easy.
1: <laughs> and if it was bad, we don't watch what
0: you eat before you go in there.
1: Exactly. Or step out of the room. Like nobody <laughs> wants to be in there with your flatulence all around the room. <laughs> so it was that bad hygiene was always another one. If it was a Thursday and we get out of there early on Thursdays because we're trying to go to Marquise's house. If you're yeah, holding us up for with dinner the meetings, yeah. yeah, for dinner. Which is another meaning. If you hold us up from that, that's a hundred dollars for stuff like that. So it was just a bunch of like small things. But I'll say this after all that was said and done, we have a good like piece of change that we we collect throughout the year. And we talked about the uh, the cafeteria staff. We'd mm-hmm. all tip them at the end of the day. Oh, that's like, cool. I did not you know going?
0: that. That's what you meant by the charity. Okay. And so
1: that's why we'd also get mad when guys didn't pay their fines. Like, dude, this is bigger than you. Pay the fucking yeah, right? money so we can give it up to somebody else, <laughs> man. What's wrong with you? Freaking rich guy. <laughs> you
0: know, the cycle of life here, though, is fascinating because if you're in the cafeteria and you're aware of this, you're serving nothing but baked beans, like, constantly,
1: you <laughs> <laughs> Here's like, look at the tip jar, dudes. This is great. More baked beans for everyone. More baked beans and broccoli and greenery. We got to keep you guys regular. I hate for
0: this episode to end, but somehow we have to revisit this subject again someday. Moan, Moan, let's do
1: another show tomorrow. No doubt. I'm here for it.